On this week's episode of Marketing O'Clock. Twitter is expanding a couple of features it's been testing, and for some professionals, it might just be the ticket. Google makes a public display of unaffection for advertisers by disguising a big piece of news in a fluffy article. There's a new embedded tech fashion craze that has a saying, what the zuck? All on episode 192, Return of the Search Queries. You know what time it is. It's officially Marketing O'Clock. We bring you all the digital marketing news of the week, powered by the digital marketing community. If you want to join the conversation, hit us up. We are at Marketing O'Clock everywhere, and you can join our community on Discord at community.marketingoclock.com. We record every week from the Cypress North Studios in beautiful Buffalo, New York, to bring you our famous Friday news show. You can subscribe to our show at youtube.marketingoclock.com or wherever you consume your podcast. Head over to marketingoclock.com slash newsletter to receive every article we cover straight to your inbox. Hey there, I'm Christine Zernheld. AKA Shep. I'm Jess Budd. And I'm Greg Finn. And it is officially Marketing O'Clock. Here on September 17th, 2021. Hello everyone, welcome to another fabulous show. The gang is all here. We have so much news to get to today. Greg, what is new with you? Well, we recorded a marketing talk, and I thought it was pretty fantastic. And my wife and I had to go to school for the kids. And afterwards, we went out and we just were sitting down talking. I'm like, you know what? I was really like pumped with this marketing talk. I think we made it funny enough, and there was so much covered. And she says to me, and I quote, she said, why would anyone listen to that? (gasps) And I was like all proud and stuff. I'm like, yep, you know what? The second I get an ounce of confidence, an ounce of confidence, it's just stripped Did away. Did you from tell me. her the topic? No, she would have <laughs> okay, doubled down. Well, listen, Lady Finn, I'll tell you why people will listen to it because we've got Glenn Gabe and Lily Ray on the blower and Greg, and it is a really good episode about all the updates this summer. Coming to a podcast player near you. Yes. I disagree. It's a really good episode, and I'm going to listen to it, even though I was there. Thanks, I'm going to listen to it, and I don't listen to any of these. Thanks, Jess. You're welcome. <laughs> Jess, what's new with you? <laughs> so, I had a really wild Monday night on my computer. Oh, goodness. <laughs> I did a thing, you guys. I sat there, and I... Bulk deleted all of my emails. Oh, oh my God. You had like no. hundreds of thousands of emails. 130,243 was the final tally and I went down to zero. <gasps> I deleted everything. I said, I'm not even going to look at what's here because I wasn't going to so look at So you anyway. just select all so it didn't take long. Well, it took a while. It took a very long time for them to go away, but I did select <laughs> all and then it was just like I had the tab open while I was doing other things and they just went away. How does it feel? I feel zero difference in my life, but um, I do have more space now in my Google Drive so I can add more pictures of my child to my oh, Google Oh, so files. that's why you did it. That's why I did it. It was eight gigs worth of emails. Wow, kids really change you. Yeah. That's so exciting, Jess. <laughs> Thank you. Caleb, what's going on with you? Well, um, I'm currently engaged in a apartment oh, war. Oh, congrats. <laughs> I know, we were all- Thank you, everyone. Yeah, I know. I know. Oh boy. But <laughs> I'm actually engaged in a in a in a full scale war against fruit flies in my apartment right now. Uh, I don't buy fruit. Tis the season. Yeah, well, I, I I know. Like I don't buy fruit for this exact reason. I never buy fruit. And my girlfriend was like, eh. I could go for some bananas. So I was like, okay. Let's you got to say fiance now. Yeah. Fiance yeah. 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 Just joking. Just joking. <laughs> She's She's laughing she could too. go for some carrots. Yeah. Or, oh, 
I see what you did there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I do everything right. I put them in a brown bag. I put the trap, you know, like the apple cider vinegar and the dish soap thing. It's on. I just looked it up. And now I was like, okay, this time I'm good. Woke up. There was like fruit flies around my bed. In they're my disgusting. So, why are they in your room? Is that where the bananas are? <laughs> I don't know. They're not. That's what makes no sense. So that's why I don't buy fruit. So the one time I buy fruit, this happens again. Question. So. Do you sleep in the kitchen? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I should. You know, there's no difference at this point. Oh, the fruit flies are relentless. Yeah. So well, if anyone has any advice, let me know. Yeah. I guess you're just like pretty sweet, Caleb. <laughs> yeah, don't tell you. your fiance I said that. Or the Doolittle. <laughs> oh, no. Um, Dr. Doolittle. <laughs> I was just going to say, I know I bother Greg and I only talk about my baby anymore, but um, I was alone for the first time in a long time with her all day on Sunday because my husband has season tickets to the Bills. It was such a long day. She's moving now, so it is exhausting keeping up with her. Like I said to Greg, I don't know how you have twins. She's crawling all around on the move. I'm trying to make this like front area of our house like a space, a safe space for her. She crawls under the chair back there and gets a dust bunny out and it has it in her mouth in two seconds. So I'm like, this is disgusting. What am I going to do? I pull it out. I start like vacuuming the dust under the chair. I break a lamp and there's glass all over the floor. <laughs> so I just can't win. Then she's freaking out. She doesn't like the sound of the vacuum cleaner. Like I just cannot keep this lady safe. So please pray for us. <laughs> all right. And one last thing here too, quick. I just wanted to acknowledge it. Uh, Norm MacDonald died. Um, and thoughts and prayers to the, the family. I, for me personally, he always had a big influence just when I was a kid and seeing somebody do news differently. And then one thing as well, I think I was in college or like right out of college. And he put out a, a I think it was called The Sports Show. And I was like, what is The Sports Show? This is might be good. And it was a sports show about anything but sports. <laughs> and he had a segment in the sports show called What the H? And he just ran a clip and would say, what the H afterwards. I'm like, this is incredible. And I've never seen anybody try to bring like entertainment value into like sports at the time. And now everybody's doing it. But, you know, we have a, a segment WTH and all this stuff. And it was a big influence. And if you want to get one good laugh, you should listen to his moth joke. Just Google <laughs> moth joke on YouTube. I guarantee it will bring a smile to your eye. And obviously had a big influence here. So I just want to mention that. Wow, I didn't know he was such an inspiration for you. That's so nice. Just doing something different. I was like, oh, I didn't know you could do this. I I thought you had to follow rules. And, you know, we're here on the marketing show and we barely talk about marketing. (laughs) Breaking from the norm. Oh. You always find a pun. Okay. Getting into the news this week. Of course, the day after we recorded our show last week, there was huge news from Google Ads that we have all been waiting for. There was a tweet on September 9th that said, we've heard your feedback on last year's search terms report update. And today we're introducing improvements to the search terms report that will provide the insights you need to improve your campaigns while ensuring user privacy. So I just want to say to start out, before Ginny, had we ever had any announcement that said, we've heard your feedback? No. No. I think before Ginny came back, this account was just on hiatus for a, ra- a while, right? Like nobody cared. It, they said we're going to stop responding. Yeah. And then they started just retweeting like Google Small Business and any announcement. Well, look where we are now. We've heard your feedback. It was just so nice. And Ginny, we trust. Yes. So effective when this announcement happened on September 9th, more search term data was is shown in reports for queries that you received in your accounts starting from February 1st, 2021. Big thing that everyone should know here, pointed out by Dwayne Brown, at Dwayne Brown on Twitter, 
He says, historical query data in your account that was collected prior to September 1st, 2020, when Google updated the privacy thresholds, will be available only until February 1st, 2021. So they're backdating and giving us that data that we've lost over the past year, but you have to get it before February 1st. Um, so for our clients, we've just been trying to be proactive about this, exporting it, sending it to them. So no matter what happens, they have access to it. I first heard about this from a up and coming power listener of our show, <laughs> Diogo De Silva. And he said, he mentioned marketing o'clock and Greg, he said, let's rejoice. Start, start excluding the new X thousand search terms. My day is planned. And he has the little thing where he's through one through 100 pages of 764 <laughs> day because he's in a Spanish speaking country. And that was everyone's day. You know, it's just it was crazy to see all the search terms come back. But don't get too excited because we are not re returning to pre-September 2020 search term visibility here. I have a bigger account. We're looking at search terms that resulted in a conversion only. I had 97% visibility before September 2020 and 32% from February to today. So this isn't just some miracle where we're back to where we were, but people are seeing more. A Google ads rep told George Wynn at Search Engine Land that it will include queries that you have received impressions for, but didn't receive clicks for. Um, people have been seeing that in their account over the last few months. So now they're, they are confirming that if it is a significant amount, trigger warning to when they said that last year. <laughs> um, even if there wasn't a search or a click, we can see the search term. Because yeah, they went out of their way to say, we are still providing reporting for terms that show a significant number of users have searched for across all of Google's searches. We don't know what significant means. It's been a year. Why couldn't that be part of this announcement? Like, just tell us what it actually means. Because it's not significant. It's just really frustrating. So I'm glad we're having more search terms. I was really excited about this. I thought we we're going to have so many more than we did, but it's nice to have it for now. And the important thing is to export it because you're going to lose it on February 1st. Jess, what else is happening? Next up here in the main news, some updates from The Bird. First, Twitter is expanding access to ticketed spaces. They tweeted from their at Twitter spaces account. Today, more people can use ticketed spaces. All approved hosts can now set ticket prices and audience size for spaces. If you've been approved, you'll see an in-app notif, short for notification, letting you know ticketed spaces hosts send us your feedback. So it's not platform wide yet, but it is a move in that direction. If you applied earlier this summer for ticketed spaces, check your app. You may have access now. An even bigger update, in my opinion, is another expansion of a feature that's in the works, professional profiles. These are meant to help businesses showcase more important information on their profile. For now, this includes an about module that has the business location, including a map and a get directions button, which is cool. Hours of operation and a contact CTA that can initiate a call, a text, a DM or an email. I'm not sure how that's going to work for larger businesses with multiple locations, but it's a cool tool for small businesses for sure. Initial testing of this has been going on for a few months now, but more businesses are starting to get notifications in their inbox directly to apply for this. If you're not one of those businesses, though, have no fear because PPC Greg is here. He tweeted not only about the new profiles, but a link to nominate your business for it. So he's just living up to that. Oh, Greg he's not title. even usually like the social guy. Yeah, it's just he's really gunning for Greg of the Year. <laughs> Absolutely. Because I'm getting Hot into competition. Yeah. There's, well, oh, wait, there's wait, more. wait till later there's in the show. <laughs> Watch your back. Competition is heating up. <laughs> and I just want to say, they're asking for feedback. The biggest adopter of spaces that I know is Julie Bacini. And she has been saying, please let people talk 
on their phone, on desktop. That's all I want. Because mm-hmm. people are doing this at work and they can't talk unless they're on their phone. I have to be in my office with the door closed because I forget my Bluetooth headphones every day. That's the only thing they need, need to do. And adoption is going to go up so much. Like, figure it out. Maybe they'll uh, hear your feedback. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to help Julie. It is worth noting, too, we talked last week about the product panel display on profiles. That, I don't know if I mentioned it at the time, it's a feature in development for these professional profiles. So in case you didn't catch that, or if I didn't say it, nominate yourself now if you want access to that when it comes. But, you know, go ahead and try and get in on this early, and we won't talk about how all this investment they're putting in small businesses, but not uh, helping the ads platform. What else, Greg? All right, folks. Now for the news you've been waiting for. It's fashion with Finn. (laughs) And today, (laughs) I've got the perfect pairing for those convertible pants and those marketing clock shirts. The Ray-Ban Facebook-powered video glasses. (laughs) And the name of this product is technically called Stories. I'm I'm so triggered. (laughs) Stories. And will allow you to capture photos and video or listen to music or take phone calls. Why are they calling it stories? There are enough things called <laughs> stories. They also have, or they don't have stories, right? They sort of make stories? Kind of, sort of, yeah. You know, how are you going to make stories if you're not capturing it, right? Chip, am I right? I guess, but like, it's so upsetting. It's story, 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 story everywhere. I'm so sick of it. And you're probably getting into this, but the Mark Zuckerberg of it all, he's acting like he's an influencer. Like I saw this ad and I had to listen to it with the volume off on Instagram stories because um, I was putting the baby to bed. Like I, I can't really watch anything with the volume on anymore. Oh, what's like, with the kid? I read Real Housewives of Atlanta. <laughs> I read it. I didn't know Peter was Jamaican for like six seasons because I'm reading it. I don't know what you just said. but Anyway, so I'm listening to it with the sound off. I have no idea. I'm like... Is Mark Zuckerberg in this random Ray Band's ad? Like, what a weird collab. How much money could you possibly be paying him? And then nobody's even made the connection that, like, the biggest scam on Facebook is people taking over people's profiles and posting about free Ray Bands, right? That's true. Oh. Like, oh. Yeah. That's what I thought this was. I was like, is this some, like, ultimate deep fake of the Ray Bands pushers? Like, what is happening here? He, he's really in a dark place, you guys. Like, he needs to take the sunglasses off. Why are you in an ad for these sunglasses? Yeah, also, he, you're the CEO of the company. Halfway through when he just puts them on. Yeah. And he keeps them on for the rest of the video. It's so funny to me. It's so corny and absurd. I, I don't know what he did, but he doesn't feel human. And then he puts these glasses on. And it's it's like, I think it's called Uncanny Valley. Yep. Where you look so human but you're just off Not the slightest quite, bit that right. it looks so much less human. And he's got these glasses on and his little Lloyd Christmas cut. And man, it is something to see. So head over to YouTube if you want or community at Marketing Clock. And I've got a solution for a better influencer who wore it better. Mark Zuckerberg or Barry Schwartz. Mm. Barry actually looked like he's like Walter White in this picture he put out on Twitter. <laughs> it looks like cool. he's taking names. He's the one that collects the names or whatever. And and, was it a video? What's that action shot? Um, I think he hit the button to <laughs> click crazy. and then, you know, it's in his bathroom or something. And just <laughs> like he's like out. throwing a knife at someone. Like, And so apparently there will be 20 color combinations. But I went to the site and there's only six. There's only six color combinations for this. And then I was thinking like, okay, if you really like taking pictures, there's a 
use case for this, right? Google Glass was more interface and trying to do things. This is more just like capturing time. And my thought was like, all right, let's see what, what's out there. And they don't have just normal glasses, right? So you can get br uh, black, brown, a few others, and then you can get green with the transition lenses is the uh, best thing Those are, do. I don't want to offend anyone. Green? green transition lenses. That is, is the only one you can get that's clear. Don't do it, people. And I was like, maybe I should do it, people. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, 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 I tried adding the prescription because I'm so old that I have glasses now. And it's another $300. So the base price is $299. And that's like, ended up being like $680. And I'm like, I'm not paying for tr this for green transition mm -hmm. lens glasses. Have I to do it. You can, I, we can have like a POV shot in, yeah, the, in just, the YouTube now. I'll just get it to Discord, our Discord channel. We'll do it live. And I'll just look at both, look at y'all. Yeah. How do you, how do you set these off? How do you take the photo? Do you blink? You can talk to it and it also has it plays music so you can hear music and have phone calls, which I think is weird too. Like, you're, how do you have a phone call? There's no like bud to it, yeah. you know, bud? Like, know. that's weird. So what if like you need to hand the phone to Greg, you just give him your glasses and say, here, <laughs> talk to Greg, I'm done. Anyway, <laughs> if you want to use it, you will need also a Facebook view app to go along with your glasses. So you aren't, if you are not a big Facebook guy or gal, you probably don't want these. So what do y'all think? Are you going to be rocking these? You buying a pair? No. No. I, will, I might. I mean, 300 bucks hey. isn't bad. I mean, for like, for something so cool as like spy glasses. I know when I was a kid, they had all these like spy toys. Like they had watches that you could record like really bad one megapixel videos with. And I would have been all over this. So I might have to satisfy my inner child. Do you know what was the worst spy toy ever? Those glasses that had the little mirrors on the side. <laughs> and like, you can see behind you. And it's like, no, you can't. It's just a garbage little mirror applied on the inside of your sunglasses. You actually can't see in front of you well. Yeah, yeah. you just like run into things. <laughs> yeah, so stupid. All right. Well, you also might be thinking that this is a bad idea. Like, hey, is it good to give a monstrous social company rife with privacy issues a camera on my face? Like, <laughs> literally put the face into Facebook, um, but have no worries if you're thinking that. In the announcement, Facebook stated, from the start, we designed Ray-Ban stories with privacy in mind by adding numerous built-in features to provide more control and peace of mind to both owner device owners and bystanders. And then they have a privacy microsite and they have five different uh, organizations that are on the privacy front, making sure that things work. <laughs> so that's good, right? They have five independent organizations. So trustworthy. Absolutely. Monitoring the privacy, right? This yeah. is good. 100%. This sounds I have a like bad feeling. Yeah. yeah. What could go wrong? Oh, lots could go wrong, Caleb. Great question <laughs> for asking because according to the New York Times, four out of the five organizations on the privacy panel, and this was according to Ryan Mac at rmac18 on Twitter, um, were actually funded by Facebook. Oh. And then you think at least there's one on there. And then Ryan did a little more digging. And the additional one on the board is also funded by Facebook. So all the five companies on the board have taken money from Facebook at one point in time. Seems impartial. This, yeah. And just to be fair, just because you don't take money from a huge company doesn't mean you're compromised. But your Facebook, you should know better. You should be like, I'm going to get the harshest people that hate me on this board. Or maybe they call us. <laughs> 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 All 
uh, I don't know. It's just crazy they didn't consider that either. either. So I don't know. Sort of makes them a little bit like uh, Shady Shades. Right? Yeah. They right. ban them. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's it for Shades. Do you have anything else, Shep? Yes, I do. Well, with all the search terms that people are negating this week, Google Ads had to make up their revenue somehow. So they announced that they are combining display campaigns and smart display campaigns. They made this announcement this week. There is a whole article about it. There That's is, nice. There is a video about it in the article. I, I saw it. It's helpful there's an article and video. I read the article. I watched the video. I had no idea what was happening. Like, no idea. I thought sometimes in life you think that this is a simulation and that people are just messing with you. You know what I mean? Like, you're like, how could this possibly be true? And like, are people raising the threshold on me to see how like how much I can take? And like a good one was that one Senator, um, Anthony Weiner, who got caught with um, other parts of his body. And it's like, this is incredible. How is this? Yes. How are we not? Like, this is a simulation. And then you look at this and it's like, what on earth is this release? Because we've been talking for so long about how bad the releases are. I'm sick of talking about it. Like I sound like a broken record. Like people probably don't think it's funny anymore. <laughs> I can't make this up. Nothing was said. This was the biggest waste of human time ever, <laughs> ever. This was, Did you, I, I tweeted about it instantly. Yeah, it's like a history lesson about all the changes. That, first, you know, they talk about the pandemic somehow and how searches have changed and blah, blah. It's not even about search, whatever. How display has changed. Then they go into the history of what they've done to display over the past year, pay for conversions, this and that. Nobody cares. What are you announcing? Do you even, I bet you don't even know what the announcement is. So keep going on. Cause I don't think you actually got the meat of it. It's my story. I hope I, I don't do. think you got it. Okay. And we'll see. We'll oh, see. You here. read ahead in the notes. Okay. So no, maybe I, I don't I know. I did not read ahead in the notes. So Jenny somehow managed to sum it up in two tweets. She said, starting this month, we're combining the standard display and smart campaign ad types into one option. The new display campaign type offers the automation of smart display and controls for bidding ads and audiences of standard display campaigns. Part two, no action is needed. Existing smart and standard display campaigns aren't affected by this change. Once this update is rolled out in your account, you will see the new display cam campaign type option and workflow when you create a new campaign. So nothing's happening to your existing campaigns. So this is not in my account yet. I tried to set up a new display campaign. I can't really tell you how the interface is gonna work. I'm not optimistic about it. Big note here is that optimized targeting is automatically enabled for these campaigns. But do you know that's not in the in the announcement? That note was, I saw it in the search engine land article. Yes, and I, George and I, here's my I was talking with George and this is it started here. We're talking all day trying to figure out what this was. And he found it. He's like well, if you look in the help documents, you can see that the optimized part is now auto turned on. It was not in the announcement. How could you not put that in the announcement? It's so shady. Why are we having to be detectives when they're announcing I'm not want to be a detective even more because then I reported on the difference between optimized targeting and audience expansion when it came out, but I forgot. You can't find anything about it anywhere. Like, it, you got to go back to our, our episode from June 18th or read um, Amy Bishop's article on Search Engine Journal. It makes no sense. Like, they do not explain the difference. And I'm sure it's a big difference. Why would they change it? There was a... Good breakdown. I forget the name. Well, I'll put it over at community.marketing. But from Google? Not from Google. Yeah, that's Google, what I'm like. You know. They don't care. They don't want us to know. 
and I know it's a broken record, but anytime anything sounds good, it's 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 not good. Yes. You know, it's like and not political. Actually, not going to say it. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. But like, you see something like optimized or smart, and it's your red flag should go up. Yeah. Yep. So. This used to, it's the new take on audience expansion is what you need to know. It does it a little differently. Go back to that episode from June 18th and do not under any circumstances ever turn it on for remarketing, please. It will not be remarketing. You can't have the two. (laughs) We're we're fired up today. (laughs) Now it's time for this week's take of the week. This is a hashtag fire digital marketing take with extra spice served up just for you. We simply deliver the take for your consumption. We give no opinions. We don't influence. You make the call. Uh, This week's take of the week comes from Andrew Goodman at Andrew underscore Goodman on Twitter. And Andrew says, quote, upgrade your keywords to broad match. End quote. Parentheses. Hashtag Google ads campaign recommendations dot dot dot. Really, Google? Can we put a lid on the relentless selling and muddying of the market marketing optimization waters? Match types are used expertly by some. No match type is an upgrade. Hashtag PPC. Hashtag way to go. Yeah. yeah. Really, every recommendation should be test this, not... Yeah. Again, if you want me to go on a... Di- this is going to be the longest show ever, but if you want me to go on a diatribe, every one of these should be let's you want you want to do it hit the yes button and then it turns into an experiment yeah and you save everybody time and you let people use data to test why wouldn't you do that that would be great i want that yeah I well you can't have feedback. it i want that here's optimized targeting it's auto defaulted on <laughs> now read this article what an upgrade now it's time for this week's i see why am i this is something you just might not have seen maybe something that you overlooked but you shouldn't have I see why am I people from Sean Ellie at S Ellie 2134 on Twitter. He says, PPC chat, keep an eye on the audience network in your Microsoft account. Over the past month, we've seen a huge rise in ad spend without any changes on our end through the first two weeks in September compared to first two weeks in August. Spend is up 2,443%. And um, people were replying and said that they saw this in their accounts too. Must Maybe it's for certain industries. I haven't seen it. Um, but definitely a good thing to check. And I forgot this. The only way to turn it off, as far as I know, is to do a negative 100% bid decrease on those audience ads at the campaign or ad group level. Like you can't just do it at the account level. So that's definitely something that you should be doing in your accounts because it's easy to forget. Thanks, Sean. Thank you. Now it's time for this week's pew, pew. lightning round. At this point in the show, we split up our content into three parts. Paid, organic, and social. And in the latest ETA phase-out news, Ginny is making a formal recommendation for Google Ads advertisers regarding RSAs. She says, we recommend at least one RSA per ad group with good or excellent ad strength. There's a limit of three enabled RSAs per ad group. And then she has an article with more details. And remember, everyone, painting affects ad strength, but ad strength doesn't impact quality score. I'm just going to start making faces at the YouTube video because nobody watches it. (laughs) We've got a new studio coming soon. To express my disdain. (laughs) And from Tim Jensen at Timothy J. Jensen on Twitter. He asks, are others in the B2B SaaS space seeing crazy increases in the level of paid search competition over the past year or past few months? 
both from startups entering various industries and existing competitors getting more aggressive. A lot of people replied. Nobody disagreed with him. And Larry Chassie, oh, excuse me, Lawrence Chassie. Wow. Made a very good point about this. He says, my guess is it may be a little bit of both. The keyword guardrails were removed for a reason. Google does not make decisions that will make them less money. And new companies are popping up who want that business. So, Yeah, and great follow on Twitter, by the way. Go follow him at, at L-C-H-A-S-S-E. Thanks, Lawrence. And TikTok is sharing some best practices for ads in the platform. They say... Um, use video resolution of at least 720 pixels, use of audio, vertical aspect ratio, and 916 aspect ratio. I've seen enough Halara ads to know that they are using all of those best practices, so that must be why I see them all the time. Right, Is this Caleb? the thing you were talking about last week? Yeah, that's Caleb? the dress Caleb needs, <laughs> yeah. right? Anyone on TikTok knows. And from Susan Wenegrad at Susan E. Dub on Twitter, this is another kind of take of the week. Repeat after me, an agency touting that they have a formal Googler on your, P- on your PPC doesn't mean that they are at all good at Google ads. <laughs> Jess, are you stressed about this story? I'm making okay. a face, okay. yeah, for YouTube. <laughs> Please don't use that as a show of faith to hire somewhere. Nothing against Googlers, but 99% of the time, it's a random rep who never managed stuff. So this is a little bit slanderous to say, but like we've said enough bad things about Google today. Like I'd say it's like a bad thing for sure. Like they've only been trained in how to make Google more money. Uh, yeah, and we we had a client that brought on a former Googler who, who was very like again not high level. I'd say like up up in the ranks, and they were there for maybe two or three days. But it was so interesting because I was like, oh, it just was like like grilling them on all these questions and they're telling about the fact that their compensation is in line with specific incentives. So one might be at the time was max clicks and you could find some things out like that. But that was maybe the person that I've interfaced with that was fired the fastest. This was no more than three days. It was not even a week. Well, I'm glad you got that juicy detail about the conversation yeah, before. I'm making a lot of faces at the YouTube today, you guys. You should check us out, youtube.marketingoclock.com. Okay, next we have this really discouraging Adweek article about <laughs> dark pool sales houses. This is a tough one, but basically it's a way for shady publishers to circumvent block lists and drive more revenue. Oh, I thought they needed more chlorine. <laughs> I'm happy for you that you got to say that. <laughs> Basically, ad publishers use account IDs to keep track of different placement sites. And like a Condé Nast or a big publisher like that, they can share one ad ID. But some of these unsavory publishers have found a way to like band together and share one ad ID. And they're misleading, mislabeling their inventory and tricking people into running ads on their site that don't want to. So that's not good. That's gross. Yeah. And from Anastasia Sorokina at Anna underscore Soroke on Twitter. She says, hi, PPC chat. Um, shopping ads are showing a firm and afterpay pricing versus actual product price. Google is telling us that the issue is in microdata ne- not being updated. But when we check microdata, it all looks fine. Is anyone else experiencing this problem? Nobody's replied. And I'm really hoping Anastasia gets some help. So that's why I'm sharing it. <laughs> that sounds scary. And from our new friend that we talked about earlier, Diego Da Silva, he says, 
He asked us if something he found in his account was new last week, and these are called enhanced conversions. He saw them in his account. They are in beta. They were new to me, but they are not new. Greg, you said it was like earlier this year, right? Yeah, I think it was February 21st, something like that. So just sharing for anyone else that doesn't know about these, um, he shares a screenshot in his account of he's setting up a conversion and there's an option to turn these on. And it says they supplement your existing conversion tags by sending hash first party conversion data from your website to Google ads in a privacy safe way. Um, So to use these, your conversion action has to include some type of user data like email address, name, phone number, home address, and basically for form fills. And it does not work with conversions imported from Google Analytics, so. Yeah, and they just beefed up the help section on that, so that's nice. And I need um, Diago to Talk to my wife. I love the fact he just tweets us all the time with new stuff. And yeah, that's who's listening. Diago, we appreciate you. Yes, thank you. So good news for you bargain hunters. Individual and student memberships in the Paid Search Association are currently absolutely free. You cannot get a better deal than that. Um, Professional memberships are usually $100, so it's a great time to join. Yeah, and it's a great organization. They put on their conference, the, the PSAC, and it's a fabulous event and fabulous organization. There are new insights from Google Ads. This is a monthly look at changing behaviors around the globe. It is like a document that was sent out. PBC Greg PBC brought, Greg, brought our attention to it. Um, <laughs> you guys, you really don't need to know any of this. It's like basically everything that's in the insights tab, but it's like across. It's like, surprise, surprise, more people are switching by Halloween in September. <laughs> And people are still worried about COVID. (laughs) Greg said, quote, this is a real line from this presentation. 86% of American adults aged 35 to 44 and 66% of adults aged 18 to 34 are as or more excited about Halloween this year than in previous years. True. I don't think they weren't excited last year. That's what is happening. Insights. And and all I want out of their their partner's thing, I want better products. We were saving up for this ping pong table. (laughs) Those Google partners, you're probably going to deface it or something. (laughs) But they took it away. And then we're like, oh, we'll get the big connect for it. And then they took that away too. And the only thing like you can get that's any good now is like a leather travel bag or a bike helmet, which I am pro helmet. This is a pro helmet podcast. Everybody knows that. But I want my ping pong table. And I'm excited about Halloween. Oh, man. And the, maybe they'll give out candy for partners. Yeah. The thermostat is like the only thing that multiple people could enjoy. And it's for the whole agency, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's a stretch. Thermostats make people fight. Mm, I've seen it. <laughs> And this week's PPC Chat Spotlight is Greg Holland. It is so nice to put a face to the name of Greg PPC on Twitter. Not to be confused with PPC Greg. Ooh. Wow, this is pretty, like, this is a pretty big award. I know. Well, he hasn't won the award. Oh, the spotlight? Yeah, to, to be on uh, yes. a P- official PPCChat.com spotlight. Okay. You, well, know, you were a few weeks ago, t- and we should have oh, been good because and brought it up. There were two Gregs on, on, oh, on this? Oh, are you trying to throw shade that PBC Greg hasn't been on? I mean, I don't have Ray-Bans on, no. <laughs> he can't say where he works. He's an enigma in the digital <laughs> world. And that's all the questions are about, like, where you work. 
Well, let's learn more about this Greg PPC. Okay. Well, Greg PPC <laughs> is a senior PPC strategist at Impression, and he talks about his career journey in the spotlight. He also shares a bad dream he had about putting a zero at the end of his budget. Autom- mm-hmm. Accidentally, I've had that dream, so... He's a friend of mine. <laughs> and you know, the Greg of the Year competition for 2021 is far from over. So Greg, consider your hat thrown in the ring. I have a question. Yes. Are you more or as excited about the 2021 Greg of the Year competition this year as you were last year? I've got it in the bag this year. I have to have it in the bag. I, I am very confident. I'm very excited. I just have unbridled joy thinking to the day. And we haven't sent out the clocksters yet. They're all made. They're all made. They're in the office. It looks so creepy. Anybody that comes in sees all these fake Oscars with like a clock glued onto them. We're just waiting on these mugs and supply chain. Yes. Right? So, Greg, who coming votes soon. for Greg of the Year? I, um, it's a very prestigious award. We are have you five. In, Greg, are you funding, funding it? We are have five organizations. No, I'm oh. donating to. I don't know, Greg. He's not going to win. Greg Sterling is a big competitor, too. So from Matt Navarra on Twitter, Facebook is testing a new marketing tool called Ad Strategies. And then he has this screenshot that a source sent him. And it said, you have immediate access to Ad Strategies, a powerful new marketing tool being tested on Facebook. There's absolutely no details about it in this screenshot. There's... um, what do you call those? Um, watermarks over it. Like, it looks so creepy. Like, I almost don't think it's a real thing. It sounds like a scheme or something. Ad Strategies uses automation to help you build complete customer pipelines. What? Okay. Keep your eye out for that. What's happening in organic? All right. First up this week in organic, we've got a tweet from Joanne Hawkins, a.k.a. a joy bomb. And she says, Google is removing site managers from Google My Business. So if you had the designation folks that were a site manager, they're now going to be auto-moved to just manager, which seems like a upgrade? Site manager to manager? I don't know. It's like a plane broad match. Upgrade. Yeah, whatever. All right. And from at Team YouTube on Twitter, community posts are coming to millions more channels. Starting October 12th, 2021, we're lowering the eligibility threshold for community posts to channels with 500 plus subscribers. And those posts are sort of like, it, it's like a social network. It, it's probably the best social network Google's ever made yet is just sharing things on YouTube. Yeah. And they just, or I guess maps, maybe that's a social network to everything's, they're just putting, that's kind mixing of together. I don't want that to be a social no, network. <laughs> but you're, you're sharing photos and stuff like that. Yeah, so. someone found out I was in labor from the Snapchat map. I forgot I had it on. <laughs> well. That's creepy. <laughs> You're going to get murdered. No. <laughs> we lost Caleb It's over true. There. I like wasn't texting my friends back because I like was too stressed to talk to anyone. And I found out weeks later that they all knew I was at the hospital from the Snapchat map. That's very different than I imagined. It. I was like thinking like someone was like, are you in labor right now? <laughs> Just after looking yes! at your Snapchat map. Like, it was like hours and hours of worrying about me and last resort. I'm glad it was yeah. from a good place. Nice to be we were all very worried to be fair. Yeah, yeah we were. We, we don't use were. Snapchat, so we had no if we were that, If we were that hip, we would have been in the same position. All right. So before you had to have a thousand subscribers, now it's down to 500. And they are working on ways to bring those posts to uh 
channels under 500, so maybe we'll have a chance. Go subscribe to us. It, the video is going to get better, I promise. And we are, we're doing little sneak peeks as well, so you can see sneak peeks of the show on Thursday if you want to see maybe the best segment and get ready for the show Friday. All right, next up from Barry Schwartz over at Search Engine Roundtable, Google's John Mueller said that sometimes Google can treat a large lead generation form or call to action as an ad if it's very high up on the page. And then he went in to say, if it's not germane to the content on the page is usually when it'll happen. Glenn Gabe at Glenn Gabe on Twitter and tune in for our next marketing talk said, do you have large CTAs above main content? It's nuanced. Our algorithms look for ads above the fold, pushing main content down. The CTAs could be okay, but it's possible Google's algos might see them as ads. And he was quoting John Mueller. So it's nuanced. And basically if the call to action is not the same as the content, it could be seen as an ad. Don't do that. Yeah. All right, next up from Matt Southern over on Search Engine Journal. YouTube is adding five new features for creators. New capabilities include evergreen video insights. These were introduced as an experiment last month. They're here to stay, and they allow you to see what videos are performing well over a longer period of time that aren't just you know quick hitters, basically. So um, they had positive feedback from the test group, and it's going out to all creators. Next up, we're going to have trending hashtags and also AdSense blocking controls, where this feature was previously available to channels in the YouTube partner program only, but now multi-channel affiliate networks are being given access to AdSense blocking controls, so you can make editorial decisions about the types of ads that serve on your channel. How about to everybody? Yeah, because you're serving ads on people who aren't making money off of them and can't turn them off. And you can say put whatever unsavory content on there, too. Give it to everybody if I give it to some. If you're running ads on a channel, you should give everybody that access. It's really so scroogey. Like, we don't talk about it enough. Like, that is so the, messed up. And it's one of those, like, boil the frog things where you don't know that the temperature is going up. I nodded like I knew where you were going. Do you know what I'm saying? No, it's like, I had no idea. I've never heard that, just so you know. Well, where if you throw a frog into boiling water, it doesn't, it's like, oh, this is boiling. Yeah. But if you, put the frog in water and you boil the water or something, it doesn't realize Why that each one of these incremental changes. I don't know, people are sick of Why are you okay with this, Jess, as our resident vegetarian and animal weirdo? <laughs> I'm not, thank you. I'm not okay with it, but I've also heard the term eat the frog and I don't know a safe alternative to that either. But that was like a big stop when they just started running ads on every video. Yeah, yeah. So. the pot boiled at that point. But but no, nobody nobody complained about it, about it but us. frogs didn't know. We're not frogs. We're toads. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> another thing that you totally will be able to do is bulk editing of video chapters or appeal yellow monetization icons in Studio Mobile. And next up here in organic by way of Lily Ray at Lily Ray NYC on Twitter and really Claire Carlisle at Claire Carlisle on Twitter. There was a great article, which I'm going to talk about a little bit. And Claire, it showed a way that you can use UTM parameters on your Google My Business links, then look in your search console and be able to search by UTM so you know it was a click from Google My Business, and then look at the query and then sort by non-brand names. So if you're trying to get more out of your Google My Business, if you have a big local gathering, maybe you, Jess, you have a little beer shop that's coming up, okay. and if you want to see <laughs> some, some information on it, you can tag those links and then sort by UTM parameters. So I right. thought that was pretty cool. And by Brody Clark, 
um, the Wonder Down Underwood, and there are more bubble links showing in the wild. So what's a bubble link, you ask? It's the little underlined term in the featured snippets that pop open to show more info in what I'd consider a modal type format. And Brody's calling them bubble links because it's showing in the source as data-bubble-link. So that's why he went with that name. And it first started in November last year and everybody thought it crossed the line. But according to Brody, it seems like it is much better of a rollout this time around and you can head on over to see how it looks in the wild. It's like nice, but nobody's gonna click. (laughs) Yeah, and it's just more so that Google used to be about surfacing the best content and now they're just trying to make answers. And that's that's just the truth and they're trying to keep people on Google. Okay, and all right, folks. Buckle up. This next story is a little dark. Google is finally adding an official dark mode to search on desktops. Just buds of the world rejoice. No. Oh. You don't like dark mode? I hate it. You are dark mode. What? Thank you. I hate it. Really? On computers and apps. Yes. I agree. I hate it. Wow. So much. The only place I like it is Slack. I hate it. And your soul. All right. And next up from Tobias Willow on Medium. This was actually last month's news, but it's just news to us. And it's sort of a technical nerd out, but he figured out using NLP or or neuro-linguistic programming, how you can use entity detection and Google Search Console to see some of the keyword themes, I'll say, that are working in Discover. And a few weeks ago, we talked about Lily Ray's awesome Discover. This takes it and tries to classify like what's working now. And so it was a really cool experiment that he did. It's like a three-step process. You got to merge all the stuff together. Go check it out, community.marketingclock.com. And Additionally, we just have so much news today. I'm flying through it as fast as I can go. There is a post about why you should never tag internal link with UTMs. Do we even need to talk about this? Yes, because people do it. Still do it. What the still heck do is it. wrong with Who people? Who does it? I won't oh, okay. say their name. He who must not be named. Recently on this, within the past few weeks, yes. So it's from advisio.ca, and it's going to mess with your conversions. It's going to mess with your bounce rate. It's going to mess with your session time. Everything gets messed up when you use UTMs internally. You should make events. You should be smart. You should hire analytics professionals to set things up. You should use Data Studio. Why are you so lazy that you're using a UTM parameter in your internal links on a website? What is wrong with you? People don't know what's available yeah, to I them feel like people don't, don't work with good vendors. They just don't know any better. They're, don't call them late. Call us up. We'll get Sarah on the line and she'll fix everything for on you. On the blower. What line? Yeah. Oh, get her on the blower. All right. <laughs> All right. And then next up, beginning September 15th, 2021, there will be a merchant's enforcement policy for anything the free listings. Different products, they use the same GTIN, which is the identifier with the same variant attributes will be considered ambiguous and be disapproved. So you need to make new GTINs for any product that's different. And from Jackson Lowe from Shopify on Twitter, at Jackson underscore LO, says, excited to announce early access to Shopify markets. We're making commerce better for everyone everywhere. And Shopify markets is about international commerce. And if you go to, I believe the link is shopify.com forward slash markets, you can go sign up to be get early access if you sell internationally. And another reason, if you're trying to sell things, trying to sell one-offs, make a little extra money for your company, for your brand, for yourself, Shopify is leading the charge there. And Intuit is purchased MailChimp 
for $12 billion in cash. I hadn't stock heard this. Advances. Yeah. I don't know what. That's what, a big deal. That's a lot of money. Yeah. What do you call it? Like turbo chimp or quick chimp? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. know. Are they going to lie? <laughs> Mailbooks? <laughs> Are they going to lie and tell me I'm using the free version and then like charge me at the end or make me start over? I'm not going to talk to you about TurboTax ever again in my life. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And in acquisition news, Fox has bought TMZ from Warner Media. So MailChimp, $12 billion. Shep, your guess on TMZ. I bet you use TMZ more than MailChimp. Oh, wait. I think it's more. More. Okay. So what do you say? More than $12 billion. Twelve billion? billion. No, tw- that, that's Mailchimp. So, what is? How much did Fox buy TMZ for? Twenty billion. Fifteen million dollars. That's <laughs> with really? an M. It's all ads. Well, I guess <laughs> they don't work or something. So, I thought it was like kind of a low number, right? Well, they're getting paid by Chris Jenner anyway. So. Oh, okay. Well, you heard it here first, folks. And just that quick check-in on Google search titles. Barry Schwartz over at Search Engine Roundtable has a great article on it. And he says, Google titles are changing in search, but for the better, it does seem like it is for the better. Again, the wonder down underwood, Brody Clark said that it's only anecdotal, but it seems like we're getting better. And there was an example of people saying it was wrong, but Glenn Gabe kind of debunked it, so I'm not even gonna talk about it. So it does seem like things are getting better. And finally, here in Organic, one last piece of news. I think that YouTube might listen to our show and me whining about them not leaning into original content. They're now coming out making an original movie about the Pope. The Pope. What? Pope. A film about the Pope? A film about the Pope. Frankie? He's a good guy. Yeah. So there's a film about the Pope, and I came up with a couple names. Okay. For the the film. The Pope is dope. (laughs) Okay. Pretty good. Pretty good. We'll put it on. All right. So first one. Pope floats. <laughs> All right. Save the last Francis. Ah. Stretch. All right. Apocalypse now. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. I like that Wait, one. Wait, that's really so random. Like they're finally doing original content. It's about Pope Francis. Wait, yeah. is it a doc? Is it a? Is it a like? I didn't read it? the article. <laughs> All right, another idea. Ministry Smith goes to Washington. Mm. Oh, I see what you did there. I wish you would have given me time to prepare because I could have beaten All right, you. Another one. 20,000 leagues under the diocese. <laughs> Yikes. I, are you still going? Are yep. you kidding? I have one. Citizens Conclave. <laughs> How do you even know all these religion terms? What do you got, Jess? Pope holes in this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, maybe my best one. I I, I know religious terms. <laughs> Francis with shoals. Oh wait, wrong religion. <laughs> All right, that's an organic. What's happening, social button? Oh goodness, pray for us. First up here in social this week, Instagram is working on something interesting i guess alessandro paluzzi at alex 193a on twitter because apparently 193b was taken he (laughs) tweeted instagram is working on stories montage a new way to create stunning reels from your stories then he has some screenshots of it there was an interesting reply from Catherine tyler at digital mums hq on twitter she said not sure the point Given stories mainly reach followers, it's a way to try and get more eyeballs on the content. But as a user, I can't imagine finding these entertaining or valuable. 
I'm with her on that from like a human being level, but for brands that are out there putting a lot of effort into stories, if it translate well, translates well into a reel, I say go for it, repurpose your content. But I will also say that this is kind of a bit of a departure from Instagram's make original content for the post type that you're using and leverage multiple post types mentality. Seems weird to me, but we'll see. All right, another one. Mm. Pokemon Go. <laughs> <laughs> that's not All a right, movie. Greg. That's a game. All right, Greg. <laughs> that's enough. <laughs> Pokey Got to catch him all. Wow. <laughs> no one asked you. <laughs> that's a Pokemon joke. Okay. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, moving on from social media today, and Instagram is testing something else. A feature that would enable users to select specific profiles whose posts they whose posts would be given a higher priority in their feed, aka favorites. It's very similar to what Facebook is already doing with the same name. Also from social media today here, Pinterest is testing a new full screen vertical scrolling feed for pin discovery. This is through a new watch mode as opposed to the traditional browse mode. It looks like a TikTok reel. It I, it does nothing for me. But people are into this content format now, so bless Pinterest for testing. They not didn't this really. Person. You're not a big Las Vegas Raiders guy. What? <laughs> the example you have here. This is. I think that's. Is it Louis Vuitton? Is oh, that even how mind. you say it? That's different from Louboutins, I right? It was Fashion the Raiders with Finn. I don't. Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> Raiders of the Lost Pope. I got nothing. Anyway, I the interesting thing to me, and they. Pinterest did not really comment other than we're always testing. So I don't know where they're going to go with this. But Pinterest always seems to kind of steal, not steal, borrow features from other platforms, but put like a pin spin on it. And this, I don't see that. So I guess we'll see how this evolves, but whatever. Up next from Matt Navarra at Matt Navarra on Twitter. He said, Instagram is testing a select broadcast audience feature for live streams. And he shares a screenshot of a selection for broadcast audience, one of which is public. It says your followers will be notified. And then it says practice. You can practice going live by yourself or with others. Don't you think that's a good idea? No, what they need is a countdown. I can't tell you how many live broadcasts you you get in and people are like, Hey guys. Hey, we're just waiting for people to come in here. How are y'all doing? No, you need a countdown. Whose lives do you watch? It's knife makers. (laughs) (laughs) You couldn't have guessed Jason Knight, you know him. You like Jason Knight from Forge and Fire. Is that his name? I don't know anybody's names, but I enjoy that show. Is his name Rochester is guy? Jason Knife. Knight. Knight. Oh, I was going to say. Should be. Knight should Force Studios. Like Alicia Keys. <laughs> Next up from The Verge, Twitter is once more accepting requests for verification. Whatever. There's a lot of snark in this article. They essentially bookend it. It's a news piece, and they bookend it at the start and the end. That's what bookending is with references to Charlie Brown kicking a football. I was so. rejected. My feelings are hurt, so I'm done. Hey, oh. can you send me that link for verification? Get out of here. <laughs> you are verified. Oh, right. oh I forgot. Oh, you sitting sorry, over there gosh. with your blue check mark. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, I, I forgot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very upsetting. Anyway. While we're all laughing at Greg and how Twitter can't get verification right, what we really (laughs) should be worrying about is Facebook because they stink too. So from Forbes, Facebook reportedly allowed powerful users to break platform rules and they go on to expand upon it under key facts. They say Facebook initially created the system known as XCheck or CrossCheck to help the platform moderate actions taken against the platform's most popular users like politicians and celebrities. So you can read the full article if you want the nitty gritty. But there was a reply from Andy Stone, who is from Facebook Communications. 
And he said, so it was a Forbes article that I just quoted, but they were referring to a Wall Street Journal investigation. The tweet from Andy Stone says, WSJ today published a report about a Facebook system to give a second layer of review to content from high profile pages or profiles to ensure correct application of our policies. If this secret program sounds familiar, it should. Here's what we said in 2018. And then he goes on to share the link of the statement from 2018 that essentially says they're doing it just to make sure that everything is working as it should. So two sides of the same coin, but I don't like it. Next up from TechCrunch, Glassdoor acquires Fishbowl, a semi-anonymous social network and job board to square up to LinkedIn. So we'll see because LinkedIn is innovating people. They officially have a dark mode. Oh, mm-hmm. everyone's getting one. It's stupid. And I don't even use LinkedIn. And I went there today by accident. I was trying to get to the ads platform and I just went to the regular platform and they forced me into dark mode and I find it rude. So as I normally do with LinkedIn, I just closed it. Rounding out social news this week, Twitter is testing labels for bot accounts, which it says will help users identify good bots from spammy ones. And it's basically just a little bot icon in the profile with the name of the human run account that manages the bot. But I don't know if you guys saw the example in this article of the bot account. I, I think did. they're trying to say it's a good bot. This is a bad bot. <laughs> is there such a thing <laughs> as a good bot? Well, ones that give you the weather, which is the example here. But Greg, Greg considers that a spammy bot. Hopefully just a not bad seven bot. Day just a bad bot. Yeah. Just a wasting my time bot. <laughs> well, this is local weather news. It's automated, and you can get it right here in your Twitter feed. Is it a farmer bot? <laughs> And that brings us to our real life segment. Straight out of our accounts and into your ear holes. It's time for working hard or hardly working. Um, I, first of all, I'm just so glad we've evolved kind of past email because I have new clients who are using it more than other ones have lately. And I just hate it. And um, I forgot about the nice folders you can set up. And that really helps with organization. So recommend that. Jess? So we have recently expanded scope with a client. We were previously doing some campaigns around one of their particular products, and then they expanded our scope, like I said, to advertise multiple products. They allowed us to be privy to an onboarding that they do for their own employees coming on where they just high level explained their products, their philosophy, all that stuff, and they let us sit in on it. And I have to say it was one of the most insightful and inspiring things I've ever done with a client because their whole thing is they're trying to get new employees excited, but it got us really excited too. And we're obviously always trying to dive in and learn more about our clients and we try to be passionate about their products, but it kind of instilled that extra level of like, yeah, I understand what you guys do and why you do it. And I see how much you love it. Another thing that's working hard this week, at least this week, maybe not as much last week because it was Labor Day as well, but getting dialed in sales or whatever type access straight from your clients database whatever or crm whatever they have and one thing that's really beneficial is we make some changes for products that don't necessarily sell online and being able to see the next day how it impacts uh, like an inbound type sales or sales come from calls um, and see that data and the actual um, dollar amount, which you don't get in other ways. It's phenomenal. And you know, I think if you work in an agency or if you're a client and have an agency you work with, again, have an NDA, have everything you need, but try to give more access. It helps people make better decisions on your behalf. 
Now it's time for this week's WTH. Misguided. You're like, who does that? <laughs> Just get rid of it. I'm over it. Where we rant, rave, and roll our eyes about a trending digital marketing topic. Like, what are we coming to? Honestly. See what had us asking. W-T-H. This week. All right, now for this week's What the H? And this week's What the H comes from Muffin underscore Chips on Twitter. And if you're out there considering GBT3 or some automated content service, just read what Rainbow Sprinkle has. That's the name of Muffin underscore Chips. <laughs> and they say, a bot wrote this obituary and I'm losing my mind. And it says, Brenda Tent retired from living at the age of old, <laughs> surrounded by family and natural causes. <laughs> a librarian from birth, Brenda was an avid collector of dust. She had a sweet heart and married her high school. <laughs> she loved having hobbies and helping her sons to be disadvantaged youths. She had no horses, but thought she did. The church gave her a choir because she sang like a bird. Like a bird. Because she sang like bird and looked like bird. And Brenda was a bird. That is so beautiful. She owed us so many poems. It's kind of beautiful. <laughs> the funeral will be held in 1977 at Heaven. In lieu of flowers, send Brenda more life. So sweet. So many layers. And is Brenda supposed to look like her picture was auto-generated as well? Or is that the paper crumpled up? We don't know she owed us poems and we're still reeling. <laughs> I want those poems, Brenda. <laughs> what the H? <laughs> and now for this week's Cool Tool. As a reminder, our Cool Tool segment is not an official endorsement or paid mention. We're simply sharing something we found in our travels that may be of use to our listeners. And it's really, really cool. This week's Cool Tool is the Smart Builder from Unbounce. Still in beta, this tool takes the ease of building landing pages with the platform to the next level, helping you design pages that convert. Using Unbounce's Conversion Intelligence, TM, and AI, Smart Builder pulls data from over 1.5 billion conversions so you can accurately predict which layouts and headlines will work best for your target audience. That last part there was a quote. But essentially, Smart Builder lets you leverage copy insights, pre-built modules, data back templates, and more. It's perfect for anyone that's just starting out, especially if you're sans a designer or a dev team. It is not free, but there is a free trial. So if you're interested, we'll have the link in our show notes and on Discord. Pick your poison and check it out. And now it's time for our must-read marketing article of the week. An article so advanced, so in-depth, so detailed, we simply cannot cover it in its entirety on today's show. And this week's must-read marketing article of the week is that article we talked about earlier from Claire Carlisle. And the article is over on brightlocal.com. And it's called A Guide to Google My Business Posts. And it's much more than that. It does talk about, if you're new to it, sort of what my business posts are, but I think it's very granular and talks about everything that you need to know and all the tips and tricks on how to optimize and how to get those justifications that we talked about where you can track that information and really 
take it to take your GMB to the next level. So give Claire a follow at Claire Carlisle on Twitter. And we appreciate it. Thank you, Claire. All right. That does it for today's show. It is now officially not marketing o'clock. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to this week's marketing o'clock. If you're looking for more information on today's topics, head over to marketingoclock.com slash newsletter to receive every single article we covered. We share the news as it breaks in our Discord community. Head over to community.marketingoclock.com to join. And we'll see you next week. Welcome to this week's Shoot in the Heck. We're after our famous Friday news show. We don't talk about marketing anymore. We just... Shoot the heck. We're playing a guilty pleasure for all of us. It's guilty pleasures where we share our guilty pleasures. And everyone else says what a psycho they think you are. Caleb... Oh, you told me not to put you first, so you're wow. first. Wow. Love how that works. Well, so I just found out that most people don't do this, but I thought everyone does this, or at least most people. Uh, I put ice in my milk when I drink it. What? But I like doing it for a very specific reason. Think about it. When you have like, I don't drink dairy milk. I do like almond milk and like oat milk and like rice milk and that kind of thing and it's and it's I like think they call it juice almond juice <laughs> almond juice almond juice rice juice all that other juice but i don't know it's like not dairy so it's not weird it's okay. like it's like a water drink and it, and it makes it so much colder and crisper than just taking it out of the fridge okay so i don't know it's it like makes my teeth hurt to think about yeah. it i just don't like the thought <laughs> No, plus it, it, and I drink almond milk, so I can say this, it like waters something down that's already watered down. Yeah, it does. Not with you, Caleb, you're a psychopath. (laughs) Jess? Oh, my turn? Um, I think you guys probably know this about me because I enjoy CAPTCHAs. Um, I love to fill out forms. Like yesterday I was doing my health insurance changed form and just like putting the social security numbers in the boxes and stuff. Like I'm so happy. Like I literally, (laughs) I put it off for as long as I can. (laughs) Wait, writing or online or both? I I was writing it, but I just in general love to like have a list of fields to fill in and fill them in. It's so satisfying. It fills me with such it. dread to fill out a form. <laughs> like unbelievable. Nothing's worse than when your phone I, forgets about you for a second and won't autofill it. Oh yeah, but like a new form. Like I just, <laughs> I don't, I don't know, guys. I was really enjoying it. I didn't enjoy the subject matter. Health insurance is boring, but like filling out that form, I felt really good. You're actually a crazy person, Greg. Okay, I think I've said I, I've talked about urinals. Fact, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> not talking about any more urinals, but I think I talked about the fact that I like black toilets, right? Yes. We talked about <laughs> a seated urinal. <laughs> wow! Wow! Oh, I wouldn't ever say that, but something that really I like from a guilty pleasure standpoint is people fighting over foul balls or home run balls. I don't know why, but I, like, people lose their mind when a ball comes towards them. And I, like, if a ball comes towards me, I kind of stand up and like just make sure I'm protecting my kids. But people, like adults, scrap. And it's just like so perplexing to me. And I enjoy it. I'm trying to understand what this has to do with toilets. It, <laughs> oh, no, I skipped. I, we already talked about that. I just want to make sure people got their their toilet. That is super strange that you like seeing like these old guys just like dive from three rows away. I just just feel like like a 12 year old is also going for it. 
I, oh, I like it at the end when they hand it to the little girl or boy next to him. Mm-hmm. But I, I just think like we're supposed to be adults and then a baseball comes flying at you and you turn into like a kid and there's nothing yeah. you can do. Like Steve Bartman reaches over and loses the Cubs, Cubs the series. And it's like you don't know what to do when a baseball comes at you. And I just find that like you turn into a different human. It's crazy. So how do you feel about people like me who like the foul ball could be aimed 50 feet away from me and I'm in my seat covering my head. <laughs> I don't like that. Because I'm so terrified. That's a pet peeve, Chef. What do you got? <laughs> okay, well, you guys kind of understand this about me already, um, but I was inspired by Rebecca in Discord because she, I was really nervous to talk about what, how much I hate wet wood and she made me feel seen. <laughs> yes, she did. Okay. And by that, you mean like wooden utensils? Yes. yes. You don't need context. People know, okay? okay. So... Everyone knows I'm like into Disney World and Disneyland, but I don't think you really understand. Like I watch these YouTube videos of people just riding rides and I watch this Saturday um, Disney food blog news show and I like know when it's gonna come out on Saturdays and my whole family has to watch it. And I was following the pog juice shortage in Disney World. Um, It's pineapple orange guava juice. They were out of it and it just made its triumphant return and it's so exciting. And the weirdest part about it is I like haven't been in three years, like four years. Oh my you don't goodness. need to go with all I, that I never indulgence. get to go and I just follow it so closely. Like I'm never, I'm not going anytime soon. I feel like Rebecca is not a Disney person. To be I don't think she She's is too either. She's sophisticated. Because she said she lives in, dis- in, in Florida. Florida yeah. But I was like, oh, Disney. But she was like, you would say if you were a Disney adult. She's not. Like I'm the weirdo. You are. But maybe someone else will join Discord and let me know that they know about the pog shortage too. I kind of feel like you are Rebecca. And you're like, oh, I agree with Shep. She's so smart. The Shep burner account. Oh, Taylor Swift is so good. And if you want to see, you can join along at community.marketingclock.com. Okay, let's go back to you. To me? Yeah. All right. So I love seeing trees that have fallen down over a stream or a river. Nice. I don't know why, but whenever I'm hiking and I hike a lot, I love the fact I'm just like, ooh, natural bridge. I just think about that. Do you walk over All it? I want to do is go over the bridge. And my wife just screams at me. It's like, no, you got kids now. <laughs> she doesn't want to listen to this. Who would listen to this? <laughs> but like, I just love it. I'm like, oh, this is so great. It's a natural bridge. And it just gives me so much joy. And if my kids weren't there, I'd go over every single one of them. And I'd fall in. I don't care. I love it. Wow, big deforestation guy. <laughs> it's natural, the ab- the Absolute spin zone. All you gotta let the little ones grow. Wow. Okay, Jess? Okay, so this probably isn't like great in pandemic times, but I still enjoy it anyway. I like to be outside and walking through someone else's cigarette smoke just I, <laughs> like if somebody, you're a mother i know but if somebody's smoking i just like i enjoy being a part of that first i've never smoked a cigarette and i agree with you thank you no i don't smoke either i think it's you nasty, guys but- we're about to get like shut down by the fcc <laughs> you can't talk make sh- Smoking sound cool. It doesn't. It's not cool. I don't it's, smoke. No, but it's disgusting. To, like, it smells terrible. Bar. Oh no, it's just it's no. Just I'm with you. I love no. it. Thank you. Indoors though, I hate oh, smoke indoors. indoors. No, 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 no. You have to be outside on yes. the streets. Yeah. Absurd. Absurd. That's like Absurd? saying you like walking through like 
car exhaust or something. Yes. Yeah. Oh, no. I kind of do. Oh, man. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we are the natural like, bridge. Like, that's three weeks off your life every time yeah, so, you go by so a All fort. Greg needs is someone to, like, smoke a cig on a natural, <laughs> natural bridge, drop it in the stream, and then Greg comes walking behind. Yeah, so I'm going to sit on a black toilet. <laughs> <laughs> that's not good, Jess. <laughs> Maybe we should delete it. Okay. Caleb. What's your last one? So my last one is after you're like washing uh, like an old pair of shoes and you have to take the shoelaces out, obviously. I love after they get out the dryer, putting the shoelaces back in. I have mm-hmm. never restrung a pair of shoes in my entire earthly out. life. You're absolutely missing out. It's so satisfying. And like there's so many different configurations you can do. You can switch it up every time you wash your shoes. It's just like you can do triangles. You can do like no, uh, you know every no. other. Every I, I worked at a retail shoe store and I hate <laughs> stringing shoes. I said, "What you had to do? You'd have to get them out of the box. You'd have to string them up. You'd have to put them on display." And then whenever anybody bought the smallest shoe, <laughs> you'd then have to find the next smallest shoe or restring it up and put it out. So I'm just scarred. So you had the it. best job of all time. <laughs> yeah, I did. It sounds incredible. That's the two types of people: people who wash their shoes and people who don't. Say, you're implying Wait, you never, wash your shoes. Like very rarely send. You guys don't wash your shoes. No. no, I wash my kids' shoes. I'd sometimes clean mine. I don't wash my shoes. Though. I've never put shoes. I had in no the idea washer. this was a two types. Of people. I have like ones. No clue. Okay, so my final is really niche. Um, I grew up working in food service. And I took a liking to any type of cleaning that you could perform with a toothpick, like Ew. getting oh, grease no. out of little nooks and crannies. Goodness, it is so satisfying. And oh, then it God. extends to like my fingernails. <laughs> like I got a little bit of dirt under there. I love to just find something pokey, like an earring, and pick it out. It's just a passion of mine. And then you put that in your ear. Yeah, I wiped the dirt off. It's just dirt. It's a passion of yours. You were making fun of me last week for my take. What what were you making fun of me last week about? You said it was gross. Everything you've ever done. Like, sorry, that's way sicker than having a toothbrush in a bathroom. You're using an earring to pick grime out of your fingernails. That's disgusting. I thought the the hotter take was cleaning a kitchen with a toothpick. I didn't realize the earring thing was so (laughs) triggering. It's how, how can it not be? You just it's tear the dirt off and it's gone. It's not gone. It went somewhere and it's probably on the back of your ear, no, which like is now in your ear. Shirt. Through your ear skin. Yeah, for somebody that pretends they don't like germs, you're pretty germy. Anyway, and I was thinking about it too. Like you really besmirched my name last week, and you're the ones like, oh, I like pimple popper, and you got me a pimple popper, and I started watching pimple popper, and I'm like, oh yeah, you know, I think it's a cyst. Blah blah blah. Like it's like, great, right? It makes it's you good. like gag, but it's sad. If you're no. popping someone else's pimple, you oh, always God. use like a Q-tip or paper oh, my God. towel. We just lost our last listener. <laughs> Jess, yeah, I'll send and you a cigarettes card. are bad. <laughs> you know what? Maybe my wife was right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, cleaning with a toothpick doesn't kill, and we'll see you next week.